Do you also get really sweaty when we record, or is that just me? Um, I think that's just you. I told my stuffed animals about us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are concluding something today, and that is the Eras Tour. And season two. And season two. Honestly, we didn't really ever tell you guys that we were doing seasons. <laughs> we just added... Uh, build a bear Eeyore to the cover and change the color and we we're like anyways new season new start but um yeah we are officially entering our own era that's oh so great God. i'm pretty the sure there's era. 22 episodes in this season too unintentionally that's so really cute that's, that's kind of really slay cute. yeah so as you all know we've been talking about the eras tour since basically May. It started earlier than that, but I didn't want to talk about it really until our show because I wanted to keep it pretty spoiler free. But now we're ready to dish the good, the bad, the ugly. We asked for submissions from you guys and we got a couple different people to submit. So thank you all to those who took the time to tell us about your airs tour experiences. Um, and we have not listened to those. To those so this is no, this will be a live wrong. react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I'm excited about. But where, literally, where do we start? I wow I have so many things written down to discuss um I guess the core of a concert is its set list so we can start there um are there any songs that you feel were robbed of being on the set list and then were there any where you think they could have been cut I mean, this is an overused take, but there should have been debut. Like, if we're going to yeah. call it the Eras Tour, yeah. there should have been all 10 Eras represented. <laughs> yeah. And I will never get over her not having any speak now except for Enchanted for, you know, the first five, six months of the tour. Like that. It's also interesting that even when she dropped speak now taylor's version she only mm-hmm. added one song which i guess like yeah there's not very much time so i'm i'm sure she's right. gonna rework that for the other legs but mm-hmm. yeah that was interesting right. also um i think the day of the last show taylor nation posted like 53 shows 20 cities blah, 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 and they said 10 eras and i I sat there and thought, 10 eras, my ass. Like, you're actually That was not 10 eras. It was eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little upsetting that there wasn't equal (laughs) representation. If I had to cut something, which I don't know if I could, I honestly would just want the show to be, like, four hours long. (laughs) I would probably cut from 1989, which... I, it's got so many great singles that I understand why. Like, that and Reputation obviously just have so many bangers. I understand why yeah. they got the length that they did. I also don't think we needed the full Folklore trilogy. But because mm. this was her first time touring Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight's and Lover, I don't, like, have any beef with those four albums getting yeah. more songs on them. Because, like, that this was the first opportunity she had to sing them live. So, like... I would cut from 1989 Reputation because they had full tours and they were amazing tours. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been long enough since then that we could probably like dial it back. But what about you? The thing is, even though she's never toured Evermore before, Evermore was about the same length as some of the like 1989 Reputation. So that was, and the fact that she only chose to have like one and a half outfits. Um, for me personally, I, when I was there the second time, I, like, in the middle of I Knew You Were Trouble, I stood there and thought, this did not have to be on the set list. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think red is where we start to get fatigue. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe a red stand can weigh in and push back against that, but that's kind of where I was like, okay, let's get a move on, like, let's go Mm -hmm. to folklore, yeah. I 
do understand what you're saying about the folklore trilogy. I think it's really special that she did all of them, but I, I do agree. think it could have been a mashup like what she did at the 2021 Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 1989, yeah. I, I get that those singles are really iconic. And it's also, it's special because a lot of people, like, that's how they became fans. But... Right. And I understand that, like, as an artist, you need to hit, play your biggest hits as well. And 1989, <sighs> objectively, like, has a lot yeah. of hits on it. Like, it, it just is. Yeah. But... Yeah. So I think Red could have... Well, I guess, like, 1989, she didn't do the full song for... I think she did all of blank space and that might have been it maybe shake shake it off I don't remember but I thought it was interesting the way she cut bad blood because she just did the chorus like three times in the bridge when the verses kind of slap so yeah yeah I honestly was expecting so I just went to the Jonas Brothers concert which was not Mm -hmm. an era's tour but they did play basically at least yeah it, it was like their own version like they played every song from their five albums but they did it for like a verse a chorus yeah. maybe like for a lot of their songs and I honestly like I understand 10 albums and five albums are not comparable mm-hmm. but I kind of wish that the Eras tour had that format more it did give me whiplash I will say like yeah. that format did have me like jarred like I'd recognize a song and start singing it and it was like anyways moving on <laughs> it's but, like those um, don't stop singing challenges on TikTok yes, literally um so I, I don't know I probably would have tightened it up a bit more but I understand it was I would say overall like three out of five stars I think I really like the structure of the Evermore set where she does like the single which is Mm -hmm. Willow and then she does like a Taylor's Choice which is I'd probably say was Marjorie and then like fan favorites like Champagne well Champagne Poems is also a single right I know like yeah some yeah like two more popular ones and then one that she likes and then like deeper cuts like Tis the Damn Season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, oh Tolerate It yeah 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 so yeah I saw someone tweet a while ago like it should have been like two singles a deep cut and the track five mm-hmm. um, which that also makes sense to me mm-hmm. um, speaking of setless outfits we had briefly discussed ranking all the outfits or like picking Mm -hmm. our favorite of them which is a little hard audibly to do (laughs) but um if you had to name your favorites from the 10 eras what would they be okay so for lover i really like the pink bodysuit and then Mm -hmm. for the blazer i like the one that she wore once it was the second to last show it for it was uh like indigo and it looks it felt like kind of bejeweled like okay it wasn't the same pattern as the other two Okay. Um, so I really like that one. I liked the black one. Fearless. Uh, I think we all agree it's not the, the short gold one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then her, I thought it was interesting that she had a silver noodle dress. Like silver is not very fearless at all. I just hated the length on the fringe yeah. of the noodle dresses. Like they just weren't yeah. working for me. Very silly. So. Um, and then Evermore. I do prefer the bronze one, but also I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it had equal representation i don't know if i would still you know i think it's like it being so special is part of it agreed but i do i think the orange is my favorite of the others Mm -hmm. yeah the evermore dresses were kind of confusing because she'd show up with like a a slight change and we weren't Mm -hmm. really sure what was going on yeah Yeah. (laughs) reputation reputation was really really hard hard our favorite um (laughs) and then speak now okay this is a hot take but a lot of people really like that purple one that she wore for the tiered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. I don't like the shape of it. Um, maybe because I just hate 
I like know how that would feel on my body and that's like the kind of thing I don't like but I just yeah. I don't like it I'm glad yeah. she has a purple dress but I wish it was more similar to like the pink one or the blue one that mm-hmm. being said I think my favorite is between the pink and the blue I loved the blue one but I'm gonna say the purple one because it's the speak now era like I, I mm-hmm. think that was really appropriate and it was nice that it was like the reveal dress too yeah yeah but she did wear it like so many times in a row where I was like okay please I missed the pink The blue dress. was gorgeous, though. She blue came out was and I was like, oh, oh my It was God. giving Cinderella. It was so yeah. Cinderella. Um, for 22, I like the a lot going on at the moment shirt. I like who's Taylor Swift anyways. <laughs> that one is that's cute, too, yeah. Um, and then for Folklore, Folklore, honestly, I could say that I love them equally and I wouldn't be li- like, I think the blue one should have been like a lighter blue, like more of like a baby or a sky blue but it was like a little too pigmented i i know a lot of people really like the green one but Mm -hmm. i i love the color of the green one i don't necessarily love the cut of it like it feels Mm. like messy i really like the purple one but i think design wise like not even color it's i really like the pink one i like the lace detailing on that one so maybe the pink one Um, i feel like the green is the most like garden fairy in my mm -hmm. opinion and i think that fits the set and the vibe the most and I don't know if it's just because I, like, I've seen it a whole bunch of times, but I, I think the green. Yeah, I remember when the green one was super rare and everyone was saying she's only wearing it on the 13th. Right. And then she started wearing it every weekend. <laughs> um, 1989, obviously the blue one. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, she looked yeah. so good in it. And then uh, I'm still going to say surprise song dresses, even though they coordinate, but I like the, mm-hmm. the red one, the pink one. Yeah, whatever. the blue was really pretty, though. I liked the blue. Yeah, I kind of wish the blue was a little darker, but it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And Midnight's, the t-shirt dresses, again, it's all the same to me. I mean, like, it's, I know they're different, but I'm like, it's, it's the yeah, same they're basically thing, the same the colors. I do like the dark purple one, though. That one was cool. I like when she would wear the purple fringe jacket. Like, that's what, like, mm-hmm. would stand out to me for the. yeah. And then the bodysuit. Okay. These are like hard to describe. I, whenever I play Swiftball, I just mm-hmm. differentiate them with the designer because that's like the most, because like in, so in Swiftball, they call one navy and one blurple, but honestly, I don't see the purple in the blurple mm-hmm. one. And the navy one is really close to black. Yeah. And the blurple one is what, like, if you called that navy, I would agree. So mm-hmm. the navy one with like the starburst, like lines pattern mm, designed mm-hmm. by oscar de Laurenta is my favorite i despise the new one that looks oh i hate like the new one it's one thing i hate about swifties is that the night that something happens everyone is like oh my god this is the best thing to ever grace our presence and then in the morning everyone wakes up and is like okay so that was bad <laughs> i'm like why can't you guys like push back like against something in the moment it's like when you're in a toxic relationship, you're like, oh my gosh, he's trying. And then you wake up and you're like, wait a second, that was really messed up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember on the timeline, everyone's like, this is the best one. I'm like, this one is not hot. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have a preference between the other two, but I don't yeah. like the new one with the cutouts. It's so yeah. ugly. Yeah. And then Karma Jacket, I really like the dark blue one. Um, but I also, I also yeah. really like the magenta. Though, I mean, again, th- those are like, there's not a lot of difference besides the color. But yeah. I like that blue is like very midnight. Yeah. I don't know. I, for the most part, I would say her outfits fit pretty well. I honestly don't love the reputation outfit. I do like how it corresponds to the dancers outfits though. I feel like as a yeah. set, it looks the best. I think red is the messiest in my opinion with the dancers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like the reputation dancer outfits so like i kind of like let it go 
Um, sets, lights, effects. Um, lights, really fun, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel icky about the number of people who take the bracelets. Like, I understand that mm-hmm. you want, like, a physical memento. But, again, it's not going to keep lighting up. And if it does, it'll keep you up at night. And stadiums reuse those for other shows. And it's that's a lot of plastic so yeah i mean like i get it and it's also like you know yours in the big scheme of the world is not gonna kill anybody um i really loved the stage i thought that that was really innovative and like especially delicate like where it cracks and the water and the like i think of the concerts that i've been to it's one of the most intricate especially with like Mm -hmm. the lighting moving around the stadium like lights corresponding oh my god so sorry lights corresponding to the songs or the set like it's pretty standard Mm -hmm. at this point like that happens at stadium tours but it was really like next level with the graphics the like behind the stage graphics i wasn't well we didn't see any but from what i've seen like they weren't quite as intricate or special i hated the lavender haze clouds I understand she was trying to look like <laughs> that she was, like, up in the clouds from the rafters. It looks terrible, though. Like, why were there, like, just ladders? Like, I don't know. I feel like The that ladders taken, confused like, me as yeah. well. Like, I get that it's, like, part of the, like, music video or whatever. But didn't, they didn't do like, anything. I love it, though. I thought it was pretty, like, tacky. Like, in, yeah. like as yeah, a set I piece, I didn't think it, like, yeah. came across right. But there was that really sexy man who would dance at the ladder every night. So, like... You know, I'll like take where I can get the like um the shirtless white guy, the one who look oh the one who looks like um Oscar Isaac yeah 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 <laughs> those are great videos. <laughs> um, I think our choreography has really improved this tour as well. Like reputation, I did not like I could not take her seriously with some of the choreography, and I know that was like the era, and like it was supposed to be a lot more intense and like twenty like 16 18 was like a weird time for hip-hop like i get it i think this like even vigilante shit like i believed it i was like yes you are a bad bitch and you are gonna like have sex with me with your eyes like i believe you um so i i don't know overall like visuals i was much happier with this tour Mm. than the reputation tour yeah also i i love that they brought up like the lover house Mm -hmm. and folklore cabin Mm -hmm. Um, the mossy piano for Evermore. Oh, yeah. so beautiful. Even the um the surprise song piano with the flowers, mm-hmm. like that's really my great probably detailing. my favorite part of the set. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. like visually, yeah, yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask your opinions on openers. Mm. I was I listened to a lot of her openers today at work. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's fun that she gets to just, like, bring her friends on tour. And yeah. she gets to highlight a lot of up-and-coming artists. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I do think people... Like, I, I know a lot of people, like, just, like, looked over Owen or... Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that when I was driving home. Like, I, I didn't see anyone post, like, here's his set. Um, and I know that he's more underground, but I'm like, that makes me sad. yeah. I did get to see Gail's set this time. Oh, huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was very short, like 10 minutes. But she she has a great voice, very powerful lungs. Yeah, and I think there's just something to be said about, like like you said, like helping up-and-coming artists and just giving them mm-hmm. that time to be on stage and perform in a stadium. Like, not everybody gets that. And so, um, yeah, I thought she chose really good artists. They very much aligned with her genre and mm-hmm. her 
like self aesthetic, I guess, as an artist and sort of who she wants to represent. I really did like that, like you mentioned, like Hyman, um, Phoebe, that they got to come out and do some special songs. Um, so yeah, and Maggie, like lots of really, really good. Wait, no, who else toured with her? Gracie Abrams, Gracie not Rogers. <laughs> They're honestly hot take. They sound the same to me, but that's like because I'm not educated. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, but I really, yeah, I thought she had a good overall put together. I'm really excited for Sabrina Carpenter and the Latin American yeah. dates, though. Like, I think that's gonna be really, really fun. Yeah, I think her relationship with her openers is special as well, and like the fact that she really want like the night that Gracie set got canceled, that she took the time to bring her out. Um, that's really special, and like seeing her song. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that Taylor went from in a relationship to single and in a situationship in the middle of the tour and like how that really changed the dynamic of like how we saw her and how we saw the tour. Like, I don't know. What was that like? For she you? was kind of like us during our last semester of college, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, she was going through it, but also living her best life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about like all the changes that have happened it's only been like what five months yeah um yeah we went from joe to no one to maddie and that caused an uproar to Ugh. back to nobody um and then carly claus showed up oh my gosh yeah oh everyone remembers where they were when they found out everyone remembers where they were i was at ikea and well actually i was in the car on the way back from ikea and i I was driving, so I made Antoine look at And I was like, tell me if it's real. Like, watch the video. Tell me if it's real. Or, like, open the comments. He read yeah. every single comment to me. And they all said, like, the same thing. I was like, Antoine, you, you don't have to read all of it. Like, I, I got it. That's I just so needed funny. you to watch and tell me if it was AI. <laughs> like, um, um, I was in bed asleep, but. Yeah. Yeah, I texted so many people. Like, I, I, cu- I couldn't believe it. Mm-mm. She's braver than the U.S. Marines for doing that. No, and I've also, like, been really interested in, like, the outside discourse around it as well, Mm -hmm. like, ever since it happened, where I'm like, did she invite herself? Was she invited? Like, would she choose to be up there? Was she not allowed into the tent? Like, I think there's so many choices that had to have happened for her to be in that moment and doing what she was, like, singing along to songs like Bad Mm -hmm. Blood at Taylor's concert. Like, there was a lot of deliberate thoughts. I know. Yeah. There was a lot of deliberation happening here. Yeah. And Did you see she paid someone to make friendship bracelets for her? Interesting. And she made her one that said cheap-ass rosé. Interesting. I have, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great bracelet, yeah. though. Let the record reflect. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. that was something I wanted to talk about is, like, the bracelets really picked up later in yeah. the tour, it feels like to me. Like, I always knew that they were happening, mm-hmm. but it definitely felt it didn't like feel it became... as big of a deal when we went. No. And that's not to say that, like, we missed out or anything, mm-hmm. but it no. is interesting how the internet or, like, how fandom culture will create yeah. these moments after they've already happened. Like, it, yeah, it was definitely... I don't know. It's weird to see, like, a tourism pick up as the show goes on. Yeah. Which, I guess, like, probably happened with, like, one, two, three, let's go, bitch, and we can discuss yeah. the chance later. Um... But, yeah, it is interesting because I definitely – I did not give a shit about bracelets before our show in Philly. And then Mm-mm. over the weeks, I was I felt kind of FOMO. I mean, I got, a fo- I got FOMO for a lot of things. Um, and I will say, like, it was definitely a really fun thing to do at the show. Like, mm-hmm. people would come – it was it was 
you could tell at first when we all got there, people were like, ooh, this is kind of awkward. But then, like, so I first, I met met up with a friend who, like, I didn't go with, and we saw bracelets. And then people around us were like, oh, this is happening. And then a bunch of people came up to me after she left and were swapping bracelets. And it was really fun, like, asking, oh, do you have a favorite era? Like, do you have a favorite song, favorite color, whatever? Mm-hmm. What can I give you? And, um, and seeing the little kids, there was a little girl, I could tell she wanted a bracelet and her mom was like trying to get her and I was like oh does she want a bracelet she's like yeah she's really shy and the girl like pointed at one in my bag and it was the acronym for argumentative antithetical dream girl and I was like okay so she's not gonna get this uh it's fine but she likes the colors so it's really really cute yeah it is interesting like even like I was at a party the other weekend uh it's this weekend and we made mm-hmm. bracelets like we like mm-hmm. pulled out a bracelet making kit or like my it's um, college advisors kids were in town yeah and like they were making bracelets and like i think this is even just like a cultural like oh my gosh mm-hmm. what it was like to make friendship bracelets so i think like yeah. in the very least it's just very wholesome boondoggle and, like, boondoggling let's go did um, you see the i don't know if it was satire or not because i didn't watch it but that girl who said that this was cultural appropriation of rave culture. Uh, that's also like something that I was thinking is like trading candy is very rave culture. Yeah. So it's interesting to see it become so mainstream like this. Yeah. I don't think it's cultural appropriation because trading candy is not the same as trading <sighs> bracelets at Taylor Swift. Um, also, also, not like, everyone, u- most people did not use candy. Um, yeah. Like the, I, I did. Um, right. I no because all the ones I received were like, looked wildly different from the ones that I made. Like there's a lot of like, translucent beads and mm-hmm. a lot of people got like shiny silver ones for mirrorball that's um, cute someone put a, a a fish on mine and it said cat lady so that's really cute. yeah it's not just candy. no it's a totally different and it's not the same where it's like you know you're like oh we shared a moment we're gonna trade bracelets mm-hmm. like you said like it was kind of awkward and just like oh do you want this so yeah. it's it's not the same thing and i can understand why people might be like you don't get it but mm-hmm. um I was going to ask if you wanted to listen to some of these mm-hmm. sounds yeah. now. Hello, I am Lauren, and I am speaking as a six-time Taylor Swift tour goer. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom and I have been to her tour every time she's come to Seattle for Fearless, Speak Now, Red, 1989, and Reputation and Eras. Um, and out of all of those, my favorite was Speak Now. It has been, and it, I feel like it will be. Um, cause it was just so magical the way that we got the seats that we got, um, just her incredible like spectacle and theatrical way of performing the songs on that album. Like it was just so like core, core moment. Canon event. Is that it? I don't even know, but yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting to see that eras, the speak now set didn't get a lot of those theatrics or budget or, you know, a lot of attention at all. Um, but also with the Ares tour, like the interactions with fans that, you know, I didn't know already that were, you know, people I hadn't met before was so different. You know, the other tours, like I'd meet up with maybe friends that I knew that were also there, or it would just be me and my mom or people that we went with. Um, and you know, it, it, there's pros and cons to that. There was a lot of competition and weirdness and like, you know, I feel like it can be a little cutthroat sometimes, which is weird because it was never an like internal thing. It was always like, Oh, you like to yourself, you know? Um, but that also meant there were a lot of moments of connection that wouldn't have happened otherwise now that the fandom's so huge and and so connected over social media and everything like that. Like, I was crying hard during and well after Marjorie. And this guy taps me on the sh- shoulder and gives me a friendship bracelet that says Fearless on it. Like, what? Like, I would take 
like the weirdness that I find with the fandom being as big as it is now, I would take that in order to have more moments as beautiful as that, you know, on these tours, if, if she continues to give them, you know, it, it was really something. Aw. Aw. Yeah, we've got a veteran here. Literally an expert. No, I cried when she told me that story, and I every time I thought about it, I cried. Yeah, I think the competitiveness is something that has been weighing on me a lot. Is that, like, mm-hmm. another church term? <laughs> weighing on your heart? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think social media is a big part of that. Like, people yeah. are seeing... And they're like, I need to be part of this. Or, like, I need to show. Like, the girls in front of me in L.A., um, I think I said this last episode, the vibe I got was that they definitely came from, like, TikTok FOMO. Like, the way they were – the things that they were recording very much felt like this is going on social media later. Like, I need to look good for this. And it didn't seem like they knew a lot of songs that weren't on TikTok, which is completely fine. Like, I think whoever wants to go can go. But what does baffle me is we went through so much to get tickets. And it is interesting to me that there's so many people who are willing to do that to be part of this. I don't know. It's it's this tough balance where it's like live music is for everyone. Yes. Exploring genres and concerts is for everyone. Like, it is interesting how much social media has put pressure on these experiences. Even like when we went to the Jonas Brothers, mm-hmm. um, I was like, what should I wear? And it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. that's not what it's about. You know, it's not about me looking cute at a concert. So I think that's something that I hope people can forget, honestly, and like get mm-hmm. over. Like, I appreciate how much we've dressed up for Harry and Beyonce yeah. and Taylor and like these amazing fashion icons. Like, love it. However, that's not what it's about. No, I think we can move past (laughs) that in the future. Like, I remember when tour was first announced, people were saying, oh my gosh, what do I wear to this? Because, like, before Mm -hmm. then, like, probably the biggest tour in this circle was uh, Love on Tour, which was, like, you have to dress up. Um, But it didn't seem as, like, intense. Like, you could kind of just get the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, But I remember people on TikTok and Twitter who had been to shows before and, like, making contents specifically saying you do not like you should not or you do not have to dress up for taylor swift like this is not love on tour and it's interesting because people have gone even harder um and there's even like yeah this competitiveness and this judgmentalness of like this person didn't go that hard or this person just put threw on a t-shirt while Mm -hmm. i like bedazzled my entire outfit um which like i think it all is whatever is most fun and whatever is most comfortable to you um and what was the other thing oh yes i feel like in terms of the competitiveness i've seen a lot of language online of like deserve like who deserves to have tickets who deserves the hat who deserves these special moments and it's really icky like mm-hmm. who the fuck are you god like what <laughs> we like again live music is for everyone mm-hmm. everyone deserves live music everyone deserves special moments everyone deserves to have a good time with their friends mm-hmm. or by themselves Point blank, period. Yeah. Hi, Stuffed Animals Pod. My thought about eras has to do with haters who go to concerts. And um, the example I have in my head is Swifty boyfriends. And I'm not talking about Swifties who are boyfriends. I'm talking about these guys who go to eras who act like they were just dragged along by their significant other you know the guy i'm talking about he like 
is at Eras. He's not wearing any colors. He's not, you know, nodding his head or swaying to any of the music like normal concert etiquette. He is standing as still as possible so that no one can confuse him for liking Taylor Swift. And, you know, like, good on him, I guess, for going to Eras in the first place and accompanying someone who is really excited to be there. But, like, you don't have to go to a concert and be a hater. Like, that ticket could have gone to someone else. I'm not saying, like, oh, the biggest Swifty in the world could have had that ticket instead of you. But, like, you don't have to bring bad vibes into the concert. Like, you don't have to have an angry or annoyed look on your face the whole time to give, you know, the impression, like, oh, I don't like Taylor Swift. Obviously, this really excited person next to me likes Taylor Swift, but I'm too cool for her. Like, you don't need to bring that kind of energy into a space, especially when, like, I don't know, somebody paid for a lot of money for you to be so there. So true. <laughs> yeah, I think in general, like, concert, it's kind of a given where, like, if you're at a concert, you're, you you want to hype up the person. Like, personally, if, if someone offers me tickets um, and it's someone that I – don't listen to or don't know very well, but I'm like, I could get into this. I could listen to the music beforehand and I could have a good time. I will go. But if it's someone where I'm like, mm, I don't, I can't see myself enjoying it or like enthusiastically like prepping for this, then like you can take someone else. Uh, and I completely understand wanting your significant other to come with you, but it just, it also does break my heart seeing people who like don't make an effort to be interested in the things that they're, this person that they love yeah. is into. Yeah. And I understand that like not everybody can like outwardly display like happiness or joy or like people get tired during concerts. Like I understand not looking like you're having fun the whole time, but I think like there's a way to go and just be someone's plus one in ways that are respectful. Like I remember my friend's yeah. dad took us to One Direction and he obviously did not give a shit about One Direction, mm-hmm. right? Because like he's, you know, a 50 year old man with his teenage daughter and her best friend but he sat there with his little earplugs in and he took photos and videos for us and of Mm -hmm. us like while we were at the concert and he drove and he bought us merch and like there are ways to go and support like they don't have to be your favorite band in the whole wide world Mm -hmm. and also like you can listen and like bob along or like Mm -hmm. again like take photos of your significant other or just like hold her hand and enjoy the moment like mm-hmm. I think people who go out of their way to choose to be a bad vibe yeah. are the worst kind of people like you yeah. don't have to have fun in every situation but don't like detract from the experience yeah. or like wear your John Mayer shirt just to like be <laughs> annoying and like prove that you don't like, know once what's it going affects on other people and the people around yeah. you once it starts to fuck with their vibe like get yeah. the fuck out of here you guys are having really good thoughts so far mm-hmm. This is Haley, but I'm better known in this podcast world as Ashley's roommate. I went to Philly night one of Era's tour with both Ashley and Alicia. Um, And now a couple months out from the, or at least my tour date. um, I know this has been discussed on the pod already almost every week, but my favorite thing about the tour has been just how culturally relevant it was and is and will continue to be. Um, The fact that I could go almost anywhere, whether it's work or home or just hang out with friends and talk to people about it has been so fun to experience something so universal. Um, But my more controversial opinion is that I think the surprise song debate is overrated. And no, I'm not just saying that because of the songs I got. I loved both of our surprise songs, but I just think the other songs she sings should be talked about more. And I understand that it's not the part that changes, but um, that's still my hot take. So Haley just admitted on the podcast that she hates our content. (laughs) No, but that's so true. Like I, See, like, do you see those people who are 
talking about like oh like i got the worst song or like people were like she played two yeah. songs that i didn't know and they're talking about i'm only me when i'm with you and evermore like shut the fuck up um yeah it's like that's not what the the point of the show is obviously mm-hmm. it's like really special if she plays something that you're really hoping for but yeah. she played 42 other songs and yeah. she worked her ass off right Honestly, here's a hotter take for you. People were like, why like, why did I even go if I don't get my surprise songs? Like, what yeah. am I here for if I don't have what I want? And it's like, that's literally not the point. Also, so, if you paid that much for your ticket, like, like, think about the amount you paid for your ticket. If you're admitting that you paid that much for two songs, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so true. Think about the ROI on your experience, guys. <laughs> Be economic about Taylor Swift. Um, no, I also agree with what she was saying about cultural moments. Like, we were talking about Maddie Healy, like, showing up and playing guitar for Phoebe for, like, weeks. Or we were talking about Taylor Swift swallowing a bug. Like, I saw, like, a New York Times <laughs> article where it was, like, different viral moments from the Eras tour. And there were mm-hmm. so many, you know, like, every night, every weekend, like, she was breaking the internet. And it's crazy that, like, everybody was just kind of along for the ride. Or even, like, Swiftball, which, like, started as just, like, a silly mm-hmm. fan thing because she was sad that she didn't have any more shows left. And now, like... The thing closing night had like over twenty thousand players. Ryan Seacrest was playing. Ryan Seacrest interviewed her, and then he played. Yeah. Like there were big account. Like she's been interviewed by so many people, and that's like right. that, like that's not even like the Taylor part of it, you know? Like that's just like a side yeah. fan thing. Or even like you know she's boosting economies, and there's a seismic <laughs> earthquake in <laughs> Seattle because of Taylor. You know, like these different things where like she's just creating such an impact on pop culture. It's been really fun to see and yeah, talk about. But it is scary because like like so culturally relevant that we're kind of back. Like people are saying like oh we're so back in 2014 because like 1989 is coming out and people are shitting on her again. Um, oh good. It is kind of like ooh icky that we have to see like such round like. We're going back in circles about criticism, but yeah. Okay, it's gonna be hard to sum up my thoughts in just a minute or two, but I promise I will. My husband and I took our two kids on the August 7th SoFi show and um, Ian, my husband, summed it up really well when he called it like a monster show. and we've just never seen, neither of us had ever seen anything like it. Three and a half hours performing costume changes, truly moving through these like eras. It was incredible to see. Um, and it, this sounds so cheesy to say, but it felt kind of life affirming. And I think why it felt that way was that the whole crowd was singing. There were times when like you couldn't hear her but you could hear everyone around her because they were being so loud and, and with like such exuberance. Um, it felt like amazing to be at a show where like my daughters knew all the words and I knew all the words and we loved her equally. And we were as into the show um, equally as the other, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a rare moment. And truthfully, I'm not sure I'll ever be at a show quite like it. Um, I feel like it's the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl. Like it's a moment in time that now goes down in history as like something cultural and artistic that probably won't ever really be replicated. And that really just like captured the attention of kind of the world. This sounds like so cheesy, but in the days like 
after the show, I had a really hard time like going back and watching my own videos without getting teary eyed because the show just like meant a lot to me. She's an incredible performer. I feel so lucky that I got to see her. Of course, the music means a lot to me, but just really like being a part of it is what meant the most and getting to see like my kids be a part of it and all these generations of people who were there, you know, there was like kind of every age was represented at the show and the good spirit and the goodwill and the friendship bracelets and the costumes. I just, I can't really imagine something quite like that. So I just loved it. Um, and I'm so glad you guys are going to be talking about it. That made me tear up. I know I'm literally about to cry. It's totally fun. I have seen a lot of people talk about or like capture moments of like pure girlhood. Like that's not even just like young girls. Like that's mm-hmm. stretches to all generations. Like people have captured moments of like people in like their fifties, sixties, like bonding over this. And I saw one TikTok where someone was talking about like seeing these women in like their late 20s and 30s who've brought their young daughters and they're both equally enjoying it and the daughters don't even realize like without this music and without all like the hardship that their mothers have been through like this moment would not be possible like the hardship that Taylor went through is what produced the music and that made their like helped their mothers get through their own hardship and that's like yeah I just think it's cute you know like Lauren mentioned going to the shows with her mom and like Mm -hmm. that's still happening like that's so wonderful about Taylor is like we grew up with her the next generation is going to grow up with her and our moms grew up with her too like we Mm -hmm. all get to like be part of this moment of just like yeah like you said bonding over girlhood and womanhood and what it means to just enjoy music Mm -hmm. together and so I think that's really it's really touching and then also yeah it I don't know if I'd use life affirming, but definitely somewhere along there was just like radiated joy. I think yeah. there's very few concerts that I've been to that I felt like the crowd was supportive yeah. or emotionally with it. Like you mentioned, like sometimes there's people who like are a little selfish with it. Like I'm not a big fan of po- like era's proposals. I think like, no, but that's like, a whole I only like it when it's way. gay people. <laughs> that's, that's real. But I think that's like so sweet that you can say like, I know if I propose at this concert, the five girls around me are going to like record it and they're going to airdrop it to me. And we get to like share this moment together, like as a stadium. And it's not like, you know, looking away or making fun of people. Like it felt very like, you know, Lauren was bawling. We were bawling. Mm-hmm. Like anytime that somebody like had an emotional moment, it wasn't like, Oh, that's so weird. It's yeah. Hey, like, I hope you guys are having a good night or like, let me give you a friendship bracelet or, um, yeah, I, I really, it was, and I think she's right. We're never going to see anything like this Mm -hmm. at the same sort of scale or capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I think something that's really special about both Taylor shows and Harry shows, I felt this back when we went is like, you can go alone and you like the crowd is backing you. Like there are people who will offer to take pictures with you. There's people who are going to compliment you. There's people who are going to like engage with you. And it's not just like a every man for himself kind of a situation. Like we are unified and connected. Um, No, it's really special to see that she gets to sing long live in the lyric that says like, if you have children someday, when you point to the pictures, please tell them my name. Because there's people who literally heard that as like young people and then brought their children to see her. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was going to talk about is like, it's not a family show, but it is family friendly. Like this is something that like your kids can come to and they can enjoy and it can be, you know, just a supportive space to, 
dress up and be silly and scream mm-hmm. sing the words and like I, it's yeah I just think that's really special because not very many artists are also like extending that kind of love and joy and even Taylor you know giving her a 22 hat to random small mm-hmm. children every night like it, it shows the importance of just family and her parents are there every night right yeah. like it's important yeah, to have those relationships night. and it's not about you know your one true love it's about the people who show up and support you every day so do you have a favorite Eras tour moment like of everything that we've seen or experienced or whatever um Honestly, I just love the moments. This isn't like a specific one, mm-hmm. but I like when she just sits at the guitar or yeah. with her piano. Mm, sits with her piano. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> sits at the piano, sits with the guitar. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And just talks. I think those yeah. are really special. And that's something that I love an artist to do is just let down their guard. And I think that's the appropriate. Obviously, she's got the piano talk during Evermore. But I like mm-hmm. that moment because she's let down her guard and we're, you know, mm-hmm. almost to the end of the show and just talking with people about old songs that she's written or her Mm -hmm. openers and practicing these songs all morning and still messing them up like I think those are the most human elements of the show and I those I don't know I think they just resonate really well yeah and it's really great to see like in comparison to back in say like red or 1989 era when she'd make the tiniest mistake that no one else noticed and then she'd walk off crying and now it's like she can sing like sapphire tears on my space yeah. and she's laughing and it's like mm-hmm. it's like she knows that we accept her and we don't hold it against her and we're not going to go online yeah. and say this was an awful show like ha- she's an awful performer like she knows like we are accepting and loving and these are the moments that make her human and bring character you know she's yeah she mm-hmm. swallows a bug she puts her dress yeah. on wrong because it's dark um what about you do you have a favorite moment um i think something that's very like special and like encapsulates the show uh in a different way is like her giving the 22 hat to kobe's daughter kobe bryant's Mm. daughter it really shows like her compassion and like her continued friendship like the relationship she has in the industry and with like other celebrities outside her Mm -hmm. industry isn't just like a one moment cloud chase like i think like we're it, like in the corporate world, a lot of these relationships you make, these connections you make, it's for stepping stones, like mutual mm, stepping mm-hmm. stones. We all know it. Whereas for her, like, yeah, like she's been on stage, like she's brought Kobe Bryant on stage before. He's like presented her with awards in mm-hmm. the places that he plays. And that's like a continued relationship that she has with his family. Mm-hmm. And she makes that so special. And like, yeah, and like it's, she gives that moment to a child and she like gets down to their level and like it, that's just something that they're gonna hold on to forever and it's just so pure yeah i know this wasn't lover fest but it certainly felt like it you know mm-hmm. just a lot of joy and positivity and remembrance i think let me see if i can articulate this i think one of the beautiful things about eras is that it's a recognition of like who she was who her mm-hmm. music has been where she's going and just kind of a celebration of like I've lived life with you guys. Like, let's keep doing it together. Um, And I don't think that's something many artists get to celebrate and articulate in that way. And we've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, Taylor Swift has said several times, like, I feel like this is where my career ends or I feel like this is where my career peaks. Like, that's been a constant fear is that she'll reach too high one day and then it'll, like, keep going down. And so I do kind of love that Eras gets to be like a it doesn't matter what happens next sort of moment because mm-hmm. there obviously will be more and that's great and wonderful, but it's a celebration of all that is and was. And it's almost saying like 
fuck what happens next. Like, this is who I've become. Yeah. I think it's interesting because she, like, eras have kind of been villainized before for her. Like, it's, like, she's talked about how, like, it sucks that women have to reinvent themselves to make themselves more, like, continue to be interesting and men don't Mm -hmm. have to. But here it's, like, the celebration of, like, these are all the iterations of who I've been. These are all, like, um, like the the journey that she's brought us on and we've been on yeah. with her and I do wonder if like this is a celebration of eras because maybe from now on like she's realized she like people will keep their eyes on her no, like even if she remains the same and she's gonna let like herself be more fluid in the eras or get rid of you know and just like make the music that she wants to make I don't know I think she loves that theme. I don't think we're done with the eras yet, but that's hopefully for Taylor's own interest, kind of like you were saying, like with folklore and Evermore, it wasn't she needed to change genres. It's Mm -hmm. that she wanted to experiment. And I think Midnight's was kind of also symbolizing that as well. So I hope that we continue to see more Taylor eras for her own sake and in ways that are, you know, expanding and creative to her artistry because she can sell out stadiums with four different genres of music Mm -hmm. and we're all want to listen to them together. Yeah um closing thoughts parting words um i guess we can talk about the remaining three nights of surprise songs because we i'm realizing we did not sorry Haley. <laughs> so for her last three shows in la on monday on guitar she played dress and on piano she played exile which i guess correctly and on Tuesday, she played I Know Places on guitar and King of My Heart on piano. And I think, like, that night, like, after the show was, like, so tense because we all know she's only got one 1989 song left and we know what she's doing. But what if she doesn't do it? And so thus concludes on closing nights of the first U.S. leg. On guitar, she played New Romantics after she announced 1989. And on piano, she played New Year's Day, my favorite song. And I still haven't recovered. It's been a week. I'm so sorry. Have you seen the Discord that she opened with um, the first song on her debut album and ended with the last song on her Reputation album? Yes. And that was my logic behind why I thought she was going to sing Dear Reader is because, like, Mm. that's her last song of, like, her albums in general. So I'm kind of like, I've been saying that. But um, um, I don't know. I was surprised because... At first, going it like months ago, back when mm-hmm. there was only five LA shows, I thought, oh, five shows, ten surprise songs. What if she does one from every album? And right. then she added the sixth show, and I was like, okay, maybe not. But when like at the start of her like the first few LA days, I thought maybe she is doing that um, because we'd hit at that point. Um, Speak now, midnight's debut, nineteen eighty nine, lover. Um, and so I thought maybe she's going to keep doing that. And then, so I was so confident that we weren't going to get New Year's Day because she did dress in King of My Heart, both from Reputation. And boy, was I wrong. So sorry. Should we talk about 1989, Taylor's version? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as we previously mentioned, she did announce 1989, Taylor's version at closing night during the surprise song set. Where were you when you found out? Probably in bed, but 
I was literally in bed asleep. She needs to stop doing this on Pacific time because it's like the middle of the fucking night. In the middle of the night. Well, that's what she loves to do. She says, meet me at midnight. I know. And I respect it. Um, I wasn't shocked, obviously, because there's all the conspiracy theories flying around. Like it was very like obviously going to happen i do think it's like the re-records have been coming so fast like it just seems like like it's which is fine it's keeping her charting like i'm not mad about it i was listening to 1989 like that whole weekend that's the one thing i wonder if she realizes like what she announces and then doesn't release like we listened to the stolen version (laughs) for like the next six months but i mean it's like fine you gotta like start the hype i guess um but no i mean i loved the blue for the show i thought um, I know the cover is getting some discourse. I think the photo is beautiful. I don't know about like the numbers. Yeah, but I think the photo is beautiful. But I wish that if she didn't do a Polaroid, I don't want the border there. Um, uh, that's a hot take. And the text because none of the other ones have text. Yeah, no, but I thought it was cute, and I like that it's further cementing 1989 as that pretty blue. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was really happy with it. It's crazy to think about the people who are at the show who, like, aren't fo- – or, like, people in general who aren't following this show as closely as I am, as we are, whatever. Because there are so many people there who, like, didn't realize this is the first time she's wearing, wearing this outfit. Or, like, I had a friend who was there right. on Tuesday's show. And she's a huge fan, but I was like, dude, how does it feel to be the first person who saw that um, – the man blazer? And she was like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah, she's that never seen before. And, like, can you imagine being there closing night and everyone's yelling, blue dress, blue dress? And you're like, so? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, cool. Blue's my favorite color, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it must be nice to also be in a blissful ignorance where you're, like, a Swifty and you love the music, yeah. but you're not, like, in the Twitter algorithm so much yeah. that you know, like, which blazers are new versus not. Um, but I am really excited for the people who, like – uninstalled twitter and tiktok because they didn't want to get spoilers like welcome back to the internet welcome back to the society it's good to have you here and we're excited to continue to show taylor swift things while she tours in latin america mm-hmm. yeah which is literally next week uh, yeah i did think yeah about like the speed at which which the re-records are coming out i i do wonder if this was always her intent you know and i and then i also wonder like does this have anything to do with our declining attention spans? Like, is it because we just always need a new toy to play with? Like, we always needed her to throw a bone at us? Because, like, you well, saw, like, as soon as Speak Now came out, people were like, okay, 99? Well, she was also teasing it, like, yeah. in some of her music videos and things like that. Like, that's her own fault. But I do think, like, while she's touring, she obviously doesn't have time to re-record. So she's got to have them stacked away somewhere or, yeah. you know, she has to delay them until after the tour. I mean, I guess she could do both at the same time, but that seems like a lot of work. So yeah. um, I think it makes I think sense she's, that they're all kind of bop, bop, bop. I think they've been on deck for a while. Yeah, even with the teasing, like she teased, like, Speak Now in the Bejeweled music video with, that came out in October and we didn't get an announcement until May in the album until right. July. So I'm like, she could have kept it. Like, I, I hope she doesn't think like she needs to throw them out this fast you know but like cool but i just like hope it's for the correct reasons and that she like this is genuinely what she wants but i do think it is special that it's getting released on its initial like it's on its ninth birthday you know yeah that's really fun have you heard the ai version of style with harry styles i have not oh my god it's Trigger warning. That's all I'm going to say. Are you ready, Mr. Styles? I'm always ready, Taylor. 
I want to throw up. Literally, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. Who yeah. like sat down and wrote that? Ew. Wow. Then let's start. That should be our new intro for the podcast. Wow. Then let's start. Are you ready, Ashley? Are you ready for it? Yeah. Who's the biggest Swifty of your stuffed animals? Um, Squish. Nice. I think OG Eeyore is like by proxy. Like he's kind of like whatever you're into, I'm into. Right. But I think like out of his own volition, I think Seth might be my biggest Swifty. Mm-hmm. We, ha- I have a new like in-law stuffed animal. My roommate got the little blahash from ikea cute that's a good one um he's not really a stuffed animal but Otto, my cow ottoman moved back into the living room and he's Mm -hmm. officially living with the plants which is a great place for a cow to be nice um emojis i've really been rocking with the combo of the electric guitar and like the rock on hand like (laughs) like yeah that's really good nice you've really been rocking on recently i have um, I have the red mask face, like mm-hmm. the angry, like, ah, guy. The straight and, on one or the side profile? Um, both, but the number three is the straight on. Okay. And then I also have um, the angel. Nice. Like the halo one. Um, closing parting thoughts? I'm excited to keep following this tour, but also I am exhausted. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners for sticking with us as we've gone on this emotional journey. Thanks again for contributing to our podcast. We love hearing from you guys and dialoguing with you all. Um, Hopefully we can do this again sometime. You guys can always DM us or email us. Oh, yeah. We literally love to hear from you. And Uh, we will see you in season three, which is literally uh, next week. Like We're not taking a break. Should we make an oath to not talk about Taylor until 1989 comes out? Like, as people or on the podcast? No, on the podcast. Um, yeah, let's try. Let's see how many weeks <laughs> we can go. We should, like, start, like, a Taylor, like, swear jar where we have yeah. to, like, put 25 cents aside every time we mention her. You know what we should do is we could make a graphic of a jar on our story and put a stuffed animal in there every time. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay.